This is Slashes, your new favorite podcast about your new favorite horror media. My name is Jake, and I occasionally do voices. With me, who is always with me, is Adrian, my esteemed colleague, co-host, and cohort. Say hello to the mutant goons from beyond. Hi, my greeter, Jake. That's a new one. What are you doing in my podcast room? It's a new year, it's a new Jake, I decided. I hope this isn't something that's going to carry on. We just, we're recording this, spoilers, 2021. And I got, I got an elliptical under my desk so that I don't have to be fat. So I'm already getting it working on these resolutions. What you got? Oh, is that like a Christmas present? I saw the ad for that. I bought it myself. I bought a lot of my own presents this year. It's okay. It's true, it's true to form. Uh, my... <laughs> My wife wrapped my gifts in a gift bag that went to my daughter from another kid in her class. And the bag had the present from the other kid to my daughter in it, which included some yim yams and other things. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. You went forever. Then the next gift she put on the island of our kitchen and pointed at it and said, hey, did you see this? And my third gift was a belt. And I was on court call. I had one trial going in one ear, one trial going in the other ear. And she goes, hey, does this fit you? Oh, by the way, that's a present. <laughs> that was my Christmas. How was yours? <laughs> like, she doesn't go through your, like, I go through Dan's shit to find out his size. Because, like, I don't ask him. Well, I watched I her to- compare a belt to another belt previously, but it was a different kind. Like, one was more of, like, a sporty belt. One was, like, a fancy lad belt. Oh, well, you know, I mean, it's a, you, did you need a belt? I don't think I did, but she insisted so. So there is a belt in my trash now. So apparently <laughs> there's something wrong with it. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe she thought you needed one. However, it's nothing worse than the, like, what is this? Like, I can't, I can't even deal with this. Look at these. They're what? like, I somebody see nothing wrong with a, with a weird head. Well, it's because it's I broken. Hate- are they broken? Yes. My head or my head's broken. You, right where your right hand is, you can feel and there'll be a depression because the plastic's broken underneath that padding. I can see it from here. See the way it bends? What? Come on, dude. Oh man. That's why it's so subscribe to our Patreon so Adrian could buy new fucking headphones. Fucking A. I can't do it, man. Some bush Anyways, leg it shit. Was, it's a thought that counts. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here with two sets of headphones to record appropriately make- for you. They make my head look like an alien. I don't like it. Maybe it's like the fact that ones. your head is alien in nature that makes it look that, like an alien. Well, that might be true. But I know he only took them away because he got pissed off because I kept getting makeup on, on his headphones. Wow. So, Does that get makeup on him? But he doesn't use them. So why can't I have my... Sounds like he has some insecurities. Have you ever introduced him to RuPaul's Drag Race? Or, yeah, or ballroom, I, as it's more colloquially known. I literally try to put makeup on him all the time, and he gets so mad at well, me. He has beautiful like, hair, so he absolutely should. He should. He's got a pretty face. Like he's got good. He's got good lips. I'm like, let me just put some makeup on you. No, it's always a thing. Coward. Can't do it, man. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, so I got that, and I got a couple of other podcasting. My mom got me a baby Yoda that like makes noise and does this little shh thing. Yeah, cool. My, uh, at the time, two-year-old got one of those. So I'm glad that you have similar interests. 
At 33 years old, I have my my talking with you. Let me tell you. So apparently last night, the Book of Boba Fett first episode dropped. I had no idea until my news feed was filled with people reacting to it. And I was like, oh, this is the kind of content that I consume is other people watching stuff. Great. Yeah, well, I mean, that's all you can do, right? I After Spider-Man came out, I had to like avoid the void. And then um, recently something else came out and I can't remember. Oh, The Matrix. And then I was watching last night. Oh, my God. So fucking boring. Yeah. <laughs> so boring. That's but the biggest like, crime that that movie commits is I'm just like, okay, we had to watch it in like the span of two nights because we had to take a break. I'm like, fuck, dude, I don't know what you expect me to do here. Oh my God, I fell asleep three times. It was still on. It wasn't even halfway over. Oh, dude. Like, oh my God, I'm going to be watching this movie until next year. <laughs> I promise you. Yeah. And honestly, like, I'm not going to talk shit necessarily, but Matrix. So I think I was a little bit nicer because Chad, producer Chad, had uh, mm-hmm. reached out to me and was like, hey, because I-, I steal his HBO Max. He's like, hey, the uh, the new Matrix is the worst fucking thing I've ever seen. So I went into and Chad has watched some stuff that I find abhorrently bad, inexcusably, unforgivably bad. So when I hear him say it's bad, I'm like, OK, this is going to be an event. And then it was just boring, which is the bigger problem, because I like some schlock. But uh, yeah, just maybe just don't see it. You don't have to be a completionist and see that because it's really it doesn't add anything at all. No, I mean, I can't, I can't attest to if it adds anything because I haven't finished it, but I can't even finish it and stay awake. So I don't understand how the power set changes and the guy from Hamilton is bad or from uh, Mindhunter. He is bad. And then they have Candyman. Candyman's Morpheus now, but they keep showing old clips of Morpheus. So I don't understand why he's different. Well, because he's not Morpheus. He's a reconstruction. He's a reconstruction. A sentient. And then I had to sit there and explain to Dan. He's like, well, why do they keep looking old in the reflection? Why does it look like that? I said, because everybody else sees them that way. He's not that way because he sees But here's the <laughs> problem. It's not consistent. There are tons of reflections no. where that doesn't yeah. happen. And let me tell you like, what makes things art. In what we do in The Shadows, the original, they went in. There's this scene where they're at the like the restaurant and they, Nick tries to eat the chips and starts puking. Well, the table was reflective. So they went yes. in with After Effects to mat that so you couldn't see them. That's attention to detail. This mm-hmm. movie lacked that. And it's just it like, ah. Uh. Because there was one point when he opened the door and he was leaving. And I said, well, most of the time his reflection shows the old man. But in this one, they, they fucked up because they forgot to fix it there. So that's why he still looks like Keanu Reeves. Tut, tut. <laughs> Hopefully this one doesn't get a TV adaptation that's better. Have you watched the new season of What We Do in the Shadows? I have not seen it yet, no. You're a disappointment. You're a bad person. I am a terrible person. Well, I usually, (laughs) I wait for everything to finish so I can watch it all at once. I hate fucking waiting every week. Like, who does that? I don't. Very often. It's so good. It's just, it's, it's like slipping into a warm bath of the, whatever your target opposite, whatever you're sexually attracted to. The uh, <laughs> fluid that flows forth from their genitalia. It's like slipping into a nice warm bath of that. I think that was as inclusive as I can be. Thank you, Jay. Mm. It was very anyway, tasteful, wasn't it? Just as tasteful as the last episode that you made me edit that I was not a part of. Oh, with, with heavy the, flow. With heavy flow. Thank you. I, w- I just want to say thank you to you and the rest of the guys for having subjected me to that. I just had a great idea. You could be the alter ego, e- e- alter ego. It shows how fucking poor guy I am. 
my what knockers. Um, you could be the alter ego for heavy flow. And the way you transform into heavy flow is you like blow on your thumb like you're filling up a balloon and then you just go pop and then you're big lady and you jet around the world uh, with a torrential. You want me to be the big lady. That's what you want me to do. Well, I just said you had to inflate. So first of all, if anything, it's a great juxtaposition because you are a knot. You are of slight build by comparison to the big Bertha type that we would need for heavy flow. And that way there's Thank a change. You. So that it's not like Clark Kent and Superman were the same person or whatever. You you were not gigantic blimp lady with bloody I think you fight a lot of crime. Okay. Yeah, Imagine you flying lady, over Mar a Largo just squirting an orange faced <laughs> moop in the face. Okay. For that, I would do that. For that alone. For that alone, I would be a big fat lady squirting. Yeah. Since Alec Baldwin is now living and hiding after shooting someone or whatever. Uh, and so he's not going to be making those Donald Trump impersonations. We're going to need a really good impersonator. Cast Donald Trump in Heavy Flow the movie. Also, for those of you who don't know, Heavy Flow is a comic book character that we created who's... Shut up. Just use your brain. Who would you cast as Donald Trump in Heavy Flow the movie? Actually, we won't call it a movie. We'll call it a cinematic experience. <laughs> it's 4D. Cinema 4D. It's like when you go to the Muppets one and it sprays water on you and the seats shake. Oh, my God. I like that. That's fun. I yeah, have to go except to when that. it's menstrual blood. It's not. It's fun. Uh, well, yeah, because, you know, but it's like the same thing as like when you, you know, throw blood at the people wearing fur in the middle of the city, right? Don't say I did that. I might be vegan, but I'm not that vegan. You wouldn't be screaming and shouting at the old viejas wearing their their nasty little, what is it? Um, what is that little rat thing we used to wear? The mink. mink? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I have no idea. I can't, I could not possibly insult anybody enough to cast them as that orange person. So I, I wouldn't even know who to say. Pedro Pascal. <gasps> no. If he could do it in Wonder Woman 84, that. he could do it in this. Well, you know, that new guy, they have a new impressionist on SNL that's been playing Trump. And he's actually really good. He's actually better than Alec Baldwin. Oh, that's that good. New guy. I never thought he's that got... he was that great. Oh, did you did you not see him? I don't know. Oh, the new guy? I, I don't know who the new guy. I forget his name. The new guy, the movie where Horatio Sands is in it. And it's now the guy who goes the... to a new school. And then I believe it's Eddie Griffin says, high school is a lot like prison. The sex you want, you ain't getting. The sex you getting, you ain't want. I hate you. That's that's your favorite movie, is the new guy. It's my favorite movie. I used to actually, I did love that movie. It's a good movie. DJ Qualls is the guy, and you can watch it right now on Hulu with a premium subscription. So there we go. Zoe Deschanel was in that. I remember Eliza Dushku, but I did not remember Zoe Deschanel. It's a whole shit show. That whole movie. And it's like the only movie where that little skinny twerp like actually gets his comeuppance because every other movie like he gets beat up or he's a creep. <laughs> yeah, or he has to eat the uh, the shit French toast and everything. You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. We're really showing our age here with that, aren't we? Seriously, oh these references are 20 years old, hot shot. Oh, God. That <laughs> just makes me so sad. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, so we're 11 minutes into this. So what are we talking about today? We be, we each brought some topics. So, so yeah, back in the day when Doug first was like becoming a regular host, cast member, he and I were doing episodes that I was supposed to be a pilot for the new wave of the show where 
I had the great idea that it would be more like a show and tell every week where we would just bring a topic, each of us, and we would talk to each other about it. And if we had both seen it, great. If not, it becomes more conversational. And, you know, this way you don't have to have seen whatever we're talking about to come to it. We kind of got derailed in 2021 because we added a bunch of hosts and stuff and we wanted to kind of uniform and also teach people how to podcast. But I think we're all good enough now to where it's not really that much of an issue. So for the month of January, at the very least, we're going to be doing Scary, which doesn't have anything to do with theme. Each of us is going to bring a scary topic to talk about and it can be random. Would you like me to go first? So you have like a template and I'll go for about 30 minutes. Okay, that works. Yeah. Okay. My segment is called either, and I'm leaving it to you to decide, Monster Squad Z or Dragon Squad. Can you figure out why? Because I feel like we're dealing with Dragon Ball Z stuff based on your background. So it's not Z necessarily. That's why I didn't really like Monster Squad Z, even though it had a, a poppier name than Dragon Squad. It is Akira Toriyama just kind of generally. I was rereading uh, Dragon Ball, the manga, and I'm kind of just just recently getting into this. So I'm probably going to get stuff wrong. Forgive me. You, there's Wikipedia and there's all sorts of stuff if you want to fact check me. Go for it. But I was reading specifically this very brief arc called the uh, Fortune Teller Baba Tournament. And it has a Dracula, an invisible man, a mummy, the devil, and a ghost. And so I was like... This is halfway there to the Monster Squad. So I am going to recreate the Monster Squad with Akira Toriyama characters. Okay. You sent that to us in the Discord. No. I sent you something different. Oh, I thought that was what you said. No. I sent you a Korean unlicensed adaptation, which is actually pretty fun. Watched a bit of it last night. And then another one. And those I sent not to you. I sent those to Coker because he gets very high and watches very bad cinema. So I figured he would be, be... He said that he would do that for me. Since I don't smoke weed, he would smoke all of the weed and watch those films. (laughs) Have you ever watched anything Dragon Ball ever? No. I I hate to say it. Well, no, I don't hate to say it. It never, I just always feel like they're yelling too much and they're always flipping around. So I never got into it. Again, it's not Sailor Moon, so Mm. sorry. Okay, that's Mm. fine. I don't know why you had to bring that up. It's tangential. Does well, answer the call like, a question? That's the only thing I could like equate it to. But like Hamtaro. <laughs> I don't know that either. Right. So yeah, I was always very afraid to be into anime. Like, if you go back to the old episodes and we did like Vampire Hunter D and stuff, like I just always felt like I don't ever like feeling like I don't know everything about something, right? Or that it's easily accessible. I hate the idea that there's like something that I w- would escape me because there were plenty of times when I was a kid where I would be interested in something and then I would talk to people about it and then they'd be like, oh, you mean this? And then I would feel like I had just been mentally bankrupt and I don't like feeling stupid. And so when the pandemic started, I went back and started watching Dragon Ball Z Kai, where it's like an edit where they just parsed it down because I thought it was kind of anecdotally interesting. I'm not entirely sure why I did. And so the pandemic's gone on for so long. I had finished that. I had finished like 15 other shows. And then I was reading one day and I decided to read the Dragon Ball manga. And I love it so much more than I ever loved Dragon Ball Z or any of that. It blows my mind. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're you're reading it. You're not watching it. Correct. And so generally the rule is it's about two issues of a manga for one episode of the anime, anime, however you want to say it. People are smarter than me. But, you know, it's just a comic book. It's in black and white. 
you know, it's something I can read very briefly while I'm putting my kid to sleep and he's drooling all over my chest. Super great. But I enjoy it. It's silly. It, the initial Dragon Ball is just an adaptation of A Journey to the West, which if you've ever heard anything about like the Monkey King, it's a Monkey King. Hmm. But yeah, do you do you know anything about it? Like through osmosis with the zeitgeist of the world? Well, with Monkey King or with Dragon Ball? I have it both. Uh, knowing about one is knowing about both. I only, well, I know enough about Dragon Ball was that when I used to teach seniors, one of my kids did an entire senior project on Dragon Ball Z. So whatever he put in his presentation is all I know. All right. Which back then was PowerPoint. So Yeah, dude. More like power level point, am I right? Totally and you know what? I, I, was, I was happy that they got into that because honestly, like, you know, where I taught at the time, it was very easy for the kids to be involved in like very unsavory things. And for this kid to like be very obsessed with Dragon Ball Z, like good for you, kid, like you're doing something that's not going to get you thrown in jail or killed. So I'm happy for you. Um, I don't get it, but it's great. I'm so great. Like I was sitting in the front and all the kids were making fun of him and I felt so badly. So I had to like stand up and be a bitch and be like, listen, we need to be respectful because I'm interested in this and I really want to see what happens. I mean, I really didn't, want, I didn't really care, but I'm like i really want to see what happens so you're gonna sit your asses down you're gonna and um yeah so they they all learn prison something rules. and that was sweet yeah it's prison rules in my classroom don't fucking come in my room and talk shit because it is a safe space you're gonna get hit talk shit get hit exactly shout out to my so. one of my dearest friends justine when we were in contracts class 1l year she wore her husband moy's uh, shirt moy is about 17 sizes bigger than justine so this was like basically a poncho and it, it, the shirt said, talk shit, get hit. She wore to law school. And of course, that's the day that Professor Marshall decides to call her to brief a case. So she stands up before the class with, and he goes, we all know he could read it. What, what does that say on your, on your shirt there? And she simply says, as if she was stating the color of the sky, talk shit, get hit. And then proceeded to brief the case. It was the best surreal moment of my law school experience. You could sit in stunned amazement. That's fine. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm not amazed because I think professors are terrible at doing that. Like I used to take a Holocaust of literature, literature in the Holocaust course in one of my college classes. And I just got the death bat and I had a tank top on because it was still healing. And my back was like all gross. And the professor's like, why would a girl get as, you know, it's very Jewish. Why would a girl get a skull on her? Why would he do that? And I'm like, oh my God, it's like everybody's looking at me now. <laughs> It was so bad. I was so like traumatized. And, like in college, I thought we didn't matter what we wore, but apparently not. I was supposed to be able to come in flip flops. I know it was flip flops, a tank top, and my peeling back. It must have been so sexy. I know, but there, I'm sure that's somebody's anyway. very specific fetish, right? They're on Pornhub. They're like, add another filter, and it's like we, we've run out of filters. He goes, add another filter. <laughs> But, you know, so, okay, so what made you want to talk about this today? I'm, I'm curious because you've had all these opportunities to, yeah. to bring this up. Because it's something I knew you would have no knowledge of necessarily. And really, it's just fun. And it's not necessarily scary, but it's so absurd that I could only imagine Akira Toriyama just being like, okay, let's just fuck around and see what happens. Because that's like basically the way he wrote 80% of it. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a foremost expert on this. This would be a great starting off point for anybody because I just think that it's entertaining. I've always been really enamored with Eastern adaptations, specifically when it comes to, at the very least, the Universal Monsters. For instance, back in Super Sentai, 
Z-Ranger, which became Power Rangers. You might recall there was a whole story arc involving uh, Frankenstein. Well, in the original, Frankenstein's basically like the, one of the worst villains they ever fight. He takes various forms and stuff. I remember being so like, wait, that's so weird and cool. And it was clearly an adaptation of the Universal Monsters, not just the Mary Shelley's source material and stuff. And a lot of it is just like straight up piracy. It's crazy. Like looking exactly like Boris Karloff and everything. And I am stoked on it. Uh, it's kind of like fan fiction before fan fiction, I guess. And, you know, what's cool about specifically Dragon Balls, everything is just inherently silly. So it always has the backdrop of absurdity, right? You got dinosaurs, you have anthropomorphic, like there's a dog president and stuff. And it's just, the art style reminds me a lot of like uh, Calvin and Hobbes and it's just fun. And so nothing is like, harmful or nobody yeah i don't know i'm excited you excited i'm excited i'm excited okay so this is probably be easier as a visual compendium but people don't really watch us on youtube if you want to start watching us on youtube let us know and i'll start putting in more effort the man wolf wolf man werewolf easiest one because toriyama had a, a penchant for doing anthropomorphic animal people, cat people, dog people. There was a dog taxi driver, a dog henchman, a couple of different dog fighters when it came to the World Martial Arts Tournament. I chose Man Wolf. He was he, he fights Master Roshi in the 22nd. He's seen observing in the 21st. He appears in a movie. Uh, so I figured that's probably the, the longest tenured anthropomorphic wolf. He is interesting because <laughs> he can turn into a wolf both by seeing the full moon or you might like this being hypnotized into thinking he'd seen a full moon oh so not just of his own volition exactly okay okay adding to the lore huh i like that you think lon cheney could have been hypnotized into being a wolf man we'll never know (laughs) his ass is very dead (laughs) what so me it's not that Oh my god. Okay. Anyways, All right. So you're down. satisfied with my casting of of Wolfman because he's not in the the tournament I'm going to talk about predominantly. Okay. But I'm just making sure I hit all of the Universal Monsters or the Monster Squad Monsters. Next, Frankenstein. Right. You see the bolts. You see the stitching. Ben Frankenstein. The monster. Well, the monster's last name would probably be Frankenstein. Right. Okay, that, we've sure. talked about this. He we've is talked about this. He yeah. refers to Doctor Frankenstein as father, quite literally. Right. Yes. And there is no mother whose name he could take from her. So in terms of property disposition and testate law, I'm pretty sure he would be a Frankenstein. So do you do you want do you want to keep going? Well, if you're if you if you watch Curb, like Leanne had a whole thing about how Frank Dr. Frankenstein fucked Bride of Frankenstein and the Frankenstein baby. What? You have to watch Curb this season. It's so good. I'm just, that's an aside. I need to thing. skip six evens, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, the none of them follow each other. Like, you don't need to know what happens in the other ones. Yeah. Honestly, you could watch the last episode of Seinfeld after the first episode and you wouldn't miss anything in terms of like continuity. There's nothing. No, it's a show about nothing. Why would you know? But, anyways, so continue with. Frankenstein. Thank you. So a lot of people are going to think I'm going to go easy and just say Android 8 because Android 8 looks exactly like Frankenstein. Made by Dr. Giroux, made all the other androids, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. That's easy. Easy is easy. And it is also factually incorrect. Android 8 is a robot. 
It is not cybernetic. There is no reconstructed tissue. But there is a Frankenstein in the anime, an actual Frankenstein. Are you excited about this? You're nodding viciously. I am. Well, I'm looking at pictures and trying to see what you're talking about. Should I do a screen share? Should I do this? I mean, no one's going to see this. Yeah, the clicking of the mouse is going to drive me crazy. No, don't do that. I I can look at it so that I I can show you the enthusiasm after I've seen it. I'm looking at it right now. I should just put it on my phone and hold my phone up to the screen. But yeah, so the, the actual Frankenstein is in an episode. The first episode arc of Dragon Ball Z, episode seven. He's just in the background at Fortune Teller Baba's like monster cafe. And that one is blue. And that one is specifically a reanimated corpse. And it is just Frankenstein that they just decided to put in this. They didn't adapt it at all. It's just awesome. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm looking at that color. Yeah. So good. We'll move on. Okay. Creature from the Black Lagoon was kind of the hard one. Um, believe it or not. Sea monsters and stuff, they're generally not anthropomorphic. So there is a fighter called Comfrey from Universe 9 and the Universe Survival Arc from the Dragon Ball Super manga and anime, who looks like a fucking fish man. And then there's a race called the Kanasans, which is in the Bardock movie. And I don't, I don't know anything else about that. They just look like fish people. That's as close as I could get. And now... I've set the stage. Are you ready for the Fortune Teller Baba Tournament of Power Hour? Mm -hmm. I'm setting the stage. They found all of the Dragon Balls. You need seven Dragon Balls, you get a fucking wish. Whatever you wish, you wish. Oh, is that the premise? It's delightful. And (laughs) so, so (laughs) yeah, it's silly. It's all very. So, Goku is just a kid out in the woods alone. And Bulma is using this thing called the Dragon Radar to find the Dragon Balls, and she finds him. All she wants is to wish for the perfect boyfriend because she's just some dumb 16-year-old girl. He doesn't even care because he's just been living alone in the woods and decides to go on an adventure. That's how innocently the show starts before it's like flexing and yelling about power levels. So that's why I like this more. But they find six of them and they need the seventh. But the Dragon Raider is not working. They don't know it's because this bad guy Pilaf is putting it in like a lockbox so that it can't be sensed. So they have to go to fortune teller baba to use magic to find out where the last one is you follow me here she's the witch behind me on a who rides a crystal ball that floats all honestly a very green way of getting around no fossil fuels when you ride a crystal ball <laughs> she was like a little chubby man <laughs> yeah <laughs> the bruja <laughs> right i told yeah. you that you would love this it's silly and it's stupid and it's amazing <laughs> So they go to her and so that she's like, okay, fine. If you want me to use my fortune telling powers, you could pay me 10 million bucks. And they're like, we can't afford that. And she goes, okay, fine. Then you could fight my five warriors. And if you win, I'll tell you for free. And that's where we get the five warriors who are Dracula, the invisible man, the mummy, the devil, and a ghost. Okay. That's all behind you. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm picking up at your button down. All right. So let's just go through the the fights as they take place. The first one is the little bald guy Krillin against the Muay Thai Dracula man, whose name is Dracula Man or Fangs the Vampire. The gall with the boxing gloves. And so here's a weird thing: completely able to fight in the sunshine, not a single issue. But later breathes in the smell of garlic and almost dies. And 
sees a kid do a T pose and almost dies. So straight up, <laughs> the vampire just starts biting the bald kid on the head until he's hemorrhaging blood all over the place and has to quit because of blood loss. Then the next one, there's the shape-shifting cat and this little Native American child. And okay. so, so the kid eats some garlic and burps in his face and then stands there doing a T-pose. And the Dra- Dracula man is like, what are you doing? He goes, oh, vampires hate crosses. And he goes, ah, and realizes that he's at a cross. And then they just kick his ass out of the ring. It is stupid Aww. and amazing. And I loved it so much. I laughed out loud reading a comic from 40 years ago. But uh, enjoy it. Aww, Next. That's how old that is? Oh, my God. It's from 86. Ugh, that's older than me. That's older than you, too. Yeah, you ah. say it like it's a fucking astonishing wonder. Like the seventh wonder of the world. Something that's older than Jake. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because we're both so old together. You know? Yeah. Anyways. Can- the, the royal we are old. Um, <laughs> then you have uh, this. the third match is the, the the kid's like hey I'm probably going to die if I really fight and I have to fight anybody who I can't beat by being Jesus on the cross so they tag in Yamcha and it's the invisible man and the invisible man just kicks his ass until Krillin the little bald guy who is still bleeding from the head gets Bulma and Master Roshi now Master Roshi is a pervert so he pulls down Bulma's shirt. So Master Roshi sees her boobs. And apparently, and this is the thing about being a new guy to anime and stuff, I have no idea. He starts shooting blood out of his nose because he's horny. And the blood that shoots out of his nose covers up the invisible man. And Yamcha can then see him and kick his ass. Hmm. Is this what was this inspired, like inspired your heavy flow thing going on? Is this what's going on? This is happenstance. This is the beautiful unity of the cosmos because I read this after heavy flow. And it just so happens that that was a menstrual comic. And this is a menstrual comic. And comics of their own nature are minstrel. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm so proud of that joke. Somewhere Shakespeare just did a somersault in his grave. That was a good one. I will give you that. Of all of the ones that you've come up with, I, that's my favorite. All right. Um, so after Yamcha wins, he then goes to fight the mummy. And they're like fighting over some acid. And if they fall, they die. And it just so happens that the mummy he fights, you'd think is this big lumbering beast. Very Boris Karloff. Very Christopher Lee. No, nah, he's actually super agile. Kicks Yamcha's ass. And Yamcha has to quit. Goku then fights him. Goku wins. And then it goes to the devil. The literal devil which is great that he gets passed over. And I think this one's really cool. Yeah, the ghost man behind me, right? So Goku fights the ghost man. And why is that cool? Because the ghost man turns out to be the ghost of his grandfather and he gets to say goodbye because Goku just woke up one day and his grandfather was dead. He doesn't know it's because of his tail. When Goku sees the moon, much like the werewolf that we talked about earlier, he turns into a giant monkey And he doesn't have any memory of it. And he crushed his grandfather to death. And so he's just lived alone in the woods for however many years. He doesn't even say how long. And he's just been like an orphan child. And it's the saddest thing I've ever heard. And he gets to like hug his grandpa goodbye after kicking his ass. It's super cool, right? Yeah. And so here's the last bit. And then I'll shut up about this. (laughs) In Dragon Ball Super, there's a really cool moment where Goku, as a grown adult, who's actually a grandfather himself now, is at Fortune Teller Baba's house before they're going to do this tournament thing. They're trying to recruit people. 
And if you look, the moves he's doing when he's shadow boxing are the exact moves he uses to fight his grandpa in this tournament at the same place, separated by 30 plus years. Oh, cool, right? That's really good continuity, especially for a cartoon. That's fun. And there's pure evidence that had nothing to do with Akira Toriyama, and that was all Toyotaro and the people who did the other stuff. So um, don't think that it was the creator of this who had the sentimentality because he doesn't remember shit. Akira Toriyama apparently doesn't give a shit about Dragon Ball so much he forgot that Super Saiyan 2 existed, which is just delightful. Um, People have tattoos dedicated to this stuff etched into their skin, and the guy who created it was like, Oh, I thought the one where he didn't have eyebrows was too. Well, you know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on there, Jake. Like, you know, not everybody can remember everything. So I have to take notes. I do. I actually I took notes this time. Bragging the opposite direction. Some of my notes are in a language I don't read, but I took them. Well, I mean, not necessarily just for this, but I mean, for anything, because you can't remember the fuck you wrote. I, I know a bunch of my the authors like series of books that I read like I read behind the scenes and they're like constantly consulting their notes because they can't remember like what color hair somebody had or whatever. So look at misery. James Conn asks for the misery Chastain books so he could have a reference point. There you go. Because Boom. you have to have your notes. Yeah. Notations. Any questions before we move on to your topic? Okay, so the only question that I have, and it's a stupid question, <laughs> I probably just have nothing to do with this, but why is sometimes Goku's hair black and why is sometimes it, why is it yellow? That is the laziness of Akira Toriyama. So oh. <laughs> he got sick of having the, the time it would take to draw in pure black hair that much. And he had an assistant at the time and everything, but that's one of the things that prompted him to create the Super Saiyan which is it is a state of being where you elevate and you're stronger for a time and that's your hair turns yellow because all he had to do was outline it. He didn't have to color it in at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, it literally comes down to that. Okay, all right. So now I know, like this whole time, I've always wanted to know, but I've always been afraid to ask because I don't want to offend anybody. (laughs) Well, and it's funny. So that's what I mean. So there's Super Saiyan. Super Saiyan 2 is denoted, which is kind of a different flame effect around them. And the hair is like a little bit more orange and stuff. So it's easy to forget that one. Three is the one where his hair goes all the way down to like his feet and then he loses his eyebrows. Then there's God, where he turns pink. Blue, where he turns blue. And then there's Ultra Instinct, which is my favorite, where he just has kind of silvery hair and is kind of like in the flow state. Oh, and if you guys are looking, the Dragon Ball Z costume for a woman is $39.99 HalloweenCostume.com. So we can all be Goku this year for Halloween. I think that's racist by saying that all Saiyans look alike. I don't think that it said a Goku. I think it said a Saiyan. No, it's a female Goku costume. Goku? Yeah. Did I hear you wrong? It says Female Goku costume. Okay, I think I'm going to edit this so that I can edit all this out so I can be right because I think I misheard you. <laughs> I don't know what you. Okay, it's fine. No, because shush, it's fine. Yeah, but it's all stupid and fun. It, it's silly. And that's what why I don't like Z so much is because Z is like super serious and it's like, you killed people and I don't like that and I'm going to flex and yell. And the other person's like, I'm also going to flex and yell. Okay, so yeah, and then there's one with, with so the black Goku super cyan god, whatever, he's pink. That's because it's actually at Super Saiyan Rose, and it's oh, a bad damn. guy. Excuse me, okay. All right, that's interesting. That's a character okay. named Zamasu possessing him in an ah. alternate timeline. I didn't like that one. A lot of people liked it. I don't like it. 
It's got little earrings. It's cute. It's called a Pitaro. Thank you. Oh, Pitaros. I think so I, I really hope I got it right. Fuck if I got it wrong. Yeah, whatever. I'm going to be confident and say I got it right. Listen to the white guy tell me about this. <laughs> hey, I have bigger earrings than you. All right. So yeah, that was my my sharing thing. I know it's kind of tenuously related to horror, but I thought it was fun because it's just it's silly, and I think that we can all kind of agree that I'm a silly person, and that's what I like. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you brought this up because honestly, when we talk about and I teach this, I teach this as a teacher. Like you're looking at this, you know, material across multiple mediums, and to see that um, horror has surpassed not just you know the physical genre, but also into cartoons of that nature. Like not just you know with with uh, wh- what were we talking about before? The Ghostbusters, remember mm-hmm. when the Cenobites came on? Or even with uh, Scooby-Doo when, like, monsters come and get them. Oh, yeah. You know, when they have guest stars and that things of that nature. Like, all of these things surpass different, you know, mediums. And the fact that it came into anime, am I saying that correct? I think I so. I'm not sure. I always said anime as a kid. And then I was listening to a video analysis and the guy said anime. And he sounded smarter than me. Well, you know, I mean, anime, anime, potato, potato. It's literally that guy's <laughs> job. He makes his money talking about it. So I'm going to say anime now. Okay. So anime. So I think that that's really important to discuss because honestly, it's the fact that horror is that like prevalent and that in people's faces, I think is so important. And that's why, that's why I love it so much because it's not just, you know, bullshit like it's not just shit that we like like and we we you know fanboy or fanboy fangirl over but it also you know clearly is surpassing all of these different mediums clearly is an an anime frankenstein or the son of frankenstein or whatever what have you you know how long has it been since she wrote that story and now he's in all of this shit yeah this public domain. And that's one of the things that's really important, too, is the public domain existing. Because the fact is, it, like companies like Disney only exist because of the public domain when they did adaptations of things like The Little Mermaid and Cinderella and all these stories. And now you have this giant conglomerate company being like, oh, actually, we definitely have the intellectual property for Mickey Mouse, even though none of us were the original creators thereof. Nyeh. Oh, well, and then thank you for introducing me because that little bruja behind you is so cute. I love her so much. And funny enough, she's the sister of the (laughs) bloody nose pervert guy. Oh, well. And the bloody nose pervert guy actually trains Gohan, who is Goku's grandpa. So it's all very connected. It seems very deliberately connected. And then you realize that Toriyama was just kind of flying by the seat of his pants and doing whatever. Oh, well, I mean, be that as it may. Thank you for sharing that with me because I, while my poor student gave this whole presentation, I don't know if I was listening that well. So I, I guarantee he were not. You were probably just glaring at the kids who weren't listening more than you were listening I, yourself. I was. Yeah. And that's what you do. Like you never hear the presentations. You're constantly bitching at the ones not listening. Right. So um, thank you for bringing that to me because I think it's important. Like I, I, you know, I like to know some of this stuff so that I can seem like I'm cool with the kids. So like next time they say something like, oh, by the way, and then I can show the the Frankenstein variant to the kids and be like, hey, look at this is even, you know, in Dragon Ball Super. Just say Dragon Ball. <laughs> well, technically, technically, the Frankenstein is in Dragon Ball Z episode seven which is actually called day one, even though it's episode seven. If you want to be hyper-technical, I did do s- some significant research to make sure I was as right as I could be, even though I'm mm-hmm. a complete layman when it comes to stuff. But like, it's just fun. And that's the thing about like these transcendent characters. 
like Frankenstein traversed the ocean, right? Like that's yeah. just just to think about that. Like this podcast kind of does. Like we have listeners all over the world, kind of. Like one percent of our listener base is like from India, for instance. But like at this, which, which fuck, thank you, rate and subscribe from India, thank you. Um, but <laughs> what I'm saying is like like the idea at that time when you didn't have digital media for these things to traverse these huge expanses was like crazy like you literally had to lease film reels of film to show these movies around like it's just super cool yeah no i i agree and i think that you know that's that's the beautiful thing about nowadays right like we have all of this shit that we can share with each other and i don't mean shit in a derogatory way it's just because i can't think of another word because i'm you know i'm old but well, Stop. also, let's talk Thanks. about your obsession with shit lately, because you said that you <laughs> were also going to be late to recording because you were cleaning up shit. And I said, what a coincidence. I'm pooping right now. And then you said, why do all men share that with me? And then I said, but you brought it up. And then you said, but it was your dog shit. And I said, how would I ever know that? OK, firstly, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to bring this up right now. OK, firstly, you know that if I'm picking up shit, it's Stella's because she know? likes to poop. You said cleaning up, which could be wiping, which could be using was, a bidet, which could be using I was a... cleaning up shit okay. because she has a grass pad. OK, so for those of you who don't know, I live in a <laughs> building. I have a grass pad on my balcony so that Stella does not have to poop in the hallway before we get downstairs. I'm on like the 27th floor it takes a very long time to get downstairs so that's why i have the grass pad which i just got criticized by somebody else in the building so i've been in a pissy mood all day about that but anyways beside the point so i wasn't late i was still sitting here in this chair i was waiting for you and then you said that you were going to be late and so i was like that's fine because i gotta pick up the poop on the balcony anyway not what it said that's not what the text said do you want me to read the text do you want to try yeah, and take an you attorney can, you can read up the, you can read the text i was cleaning poop what Clean, did I say? Cleaning up poop. Yeah, I was cleaning up the poop. Yeah, you could be cleaning up poop by wiping, by using a bidet, by having another fetishist lick it. There's all sorts of ways you could clean up poop. Let let the did slashers you say podcast. Let the slash, slashers podcast fans and listeners know that no, I was not cleaning up my own poop. You didn't so say that. I, I did not need to know that Jake was pooping at the same time. I did not need to know that. And Objection. Like calls for facts not in evidence. You did not state whose poop it was. You did not establish a chain of custody of the poop. <laughs> right. I didn't tell you whose poop it was, but I thought it was <laughs> why would I have to pick up my own poop? <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. And, and no, but it's it's you, it's Dan, it's every man in my life. Like literally every time I'm talking, yeah, I'm pooping. I'm like, I don't need to know that. I'm good. Like I know that you do it. I'm happy that you do it. I'm glad that you're regular. You take I'm advantage of the that. fact that you sit every time you excrete out your bowels or your front hole. We only sit half the time if that. And so we cherish it by texting on the John. And that's what I was doing. And don't you take that joy from me. Oh my God, I hate. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> okay, that was fun. So talk about your anyway. old, your, your your topic. What's your January scary? Yeah, after after ten minutes of poop talk. Okay, so my January scary was I just wanted to kind of go over like uh, some movies that scared me as a child, scared me as an adult. The movies that scared me as a child, what do they still scare me now? And then the ones with adults, like what worked with it, what could be fixed, that sort of thing. So I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time because we don't have a lot of time. But I know that a lot of you are going to judge me for my choice, my choices, and I don't care. So I'm just letting everybody know that now. 
and telling you why these things scared me. So as a kid, we're going to go off with me as a kid. Because like you have like you had movies when you were a kid that scared you, right? Like that made you feel some kind of way. Yeah. Well, very, very rarely was it the movie itself. So I remember E.T. making me feel uncomfortable, not necessarily scared, but like just like if I felt weird and it had nothing to do with the hospital scene. Honestly, I felt relieved when he was going to die. And then when he didn't die, I felt kind of weird. But I'll never forget like The Exorcist when I was a kid. I thought The Exorcist was scary, not what I was seeing, but the idea of being possessed. And that was like the first time I ever like personally like kind of incorporated like, oh, this could happen to me. Ugh. Yeah, no, that's actually, I'm glad that you brought that up because The Exorcist was something that I watched as a very young kid. I think it was probably like nine or 10 when I saw The Exorcist, but I saw it on TV, so a lot of it was taken out. Yeah. I didn't see everything, but that's not even one that I'm talking about. E.T. is actually on my list. And oh, cool. Yeah, so E.T. is on the list because I saw E.T., my mom took me to see it when I think there was like some sort of like 10 year anniversary. Okay. So it came out in 82, so it must have been 92. So my mom took me. I was still a little kid when I saw it. And I remember it just made me cry. Like, I don't know. I don't remember why I was crying. I was just crying. I wasn't scared of it then. But I remember after that, I was having nightmares because I kept dreaming of A.T. coming out of the basket and, like, doing these odd things and, like, possessing people. Like, I just had this. Touching people's butthole with his glowing finger. Yeah, like he was terrifying. And so I couldn't watch that movie for years because he scared me so much. Like even all my E.T. dolls, like my mom had to take him out of the room. It was a whole to do. Like I couldn't look at him. I couldn't see him. I couldn't think of him. Like get the fuck, get his little extraterrestrial ass out of here. And I love that movie now. And I've actually, like my mom took me to Universal. We rode the ride. And I think that's when I stopped um being so scared of him because I was on the ride. And you know, at the end, they say your name. Is it the same in LA? I, I don't know. What? The Hollywood one? The ET ride? We didn't have one. Oh, you don't have an ET ride? No. No, no. no. The ET ride was in your side of the country. And it's also, if I'm not mistaken, in Beverly Hills Cop 3. So that's oh, about okay. as much I know about it. Well, it's like you're basically riding the, the bikes through the. Oh, you go through a warp in space time? What the fuck? Oh, I, maybe I did do this. No, I don't think I'm old enough for that. It, it says until 2003. No way that's from 2003. No, 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 no. No, no, no. It came out back in the day. I remember I have pictures. I still have pictures somewhere <sighs> in my mom's house with me and my cute little ponytail. I did ride that. It, it became the universal return of the mummy ride. Oh, mm -hmm. save the mummy ride. We have that too. Yeah. So, but anyways, so I, that probably made me overcome it. But the fact is, is that the movie does bring up these horrific things. And I'm not sure if it's E.T. that's the scary part. Like you said, I think it's more so when they're they're in the, uh, the house and they've got them all locked up and he's like dying and he looks like like dog poop that's been decaying for a very yeah. long time. <laughs> right? The like, sun-baked so dog poop. Yeah, I've seen it. And so I don't know if I necessarily would want like, so does it still hold up, hold up today? I think that it does. Like I would show my kids this movie if I had any. I don't know. I think that when he's reaching for the, the Reese's pieces and the fingers, I think those, those are the scarier images because those are things that you sort of see in horror movies, like the same kind of uh, shit going on. Right. So, yeah, no, for sure. I think that that finger could do a lot of damage. Well, and then another one that scared me as a kid, you're going to laugh at me, and I know you don't like this one, but is The Ring from 2002 with Naomi Watts and Martin Henderson. The Ring doesn't offend me. The Grudge does, because I went on a date with a girl who was scared to death when the ghost boy meowed, and that was embarrassing to me, to be like, 
please just when we walk out, don't look at me so that nobody thinks that we're together. Yeah, but that you would have been in high school, right? I saw that in high school. Yeah, so I could be in high school and think that people shouldn't look at me. You were being a little shit in high school. That's not nice. Come I think on. I only got bigger shit. And what is it with you and the word shit? It's almost like you have an annual fixation. Let's talk I about do. it. I do. You know, there's just poop everywhere, I guess. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, no, I actually saw the If this the episode breaks a, da- a thousand downloads, we're going to make a new shirt that just says poop is everywhere. <laughs> Like you say shit and just put a little asterisk. Yeah, I saw the grudge in high school, neither here nor there. It was the only thing I didn't like about it was that little like noise it made. Like the uh, what was it? Uh, that weird noise. Yeah. yeah. The throat thing. But everything else, fuck it. Whatever. Who cares? But the ring was really scary. Um and this was when I was my little asshole self back in the day. And I thought I could watch all the horror movies and I was so hmm. cool. Little asshole, almost like a little asshole that excretes poop oh my god shut up <laughs> anyways so i was I, I can't remember 2002 so i would have been like i don't know 14 and i was watching it my mom my dad my mom and dad were out they went out that night and i was watching alone with my brother at the house i think my uncle was home but he wasn't really paying attention didn't matter yeah and you know you're watching the movie and then all of a sudden after i watched the little stupid vhs tape the phone rings because my mom like trying to like find out what the fuck we're doing and make sure we're still alive, right? But it like rang at just the right moment. I'm like screaming, like no, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But at the end, just when her hair moves out of her face and she crawls out of the TV, because the ending I thought was so jarring. It was jarring at the beginning when you watch the girl like fall over in the closet, and I think that this is maybe just me being a girl and just like, you know, at that age you're always home alone, like you know, latchkey kid sort of thing. You talked about this before, like your parents are never home, so you're just yeah. fucking around in the house. Uh-huh. Like something happens to you, you're dead until they get home. Like there wasn't, I mean, there were cell phones back then, but it's not like now where you can track people and you can FaceTime and you can see. Well, I told you about the time the I electrocuted thing. myself, and I clearly should have died, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. You, you yeah. do that too. I almost electric. I could myself too. Oh my god! That's Just home alone, and they wasn't gonna. Be, they wouldn't have gotten home for hours. I would have started smelling by that point. See, I did the same thing because there was a missing button in the TV that we had, and you always had to stick your finger in to like turn the TV on. And I touched something in there, and I fucking like, went, oh my god, I'll never forget. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Back to the ring. So, but I think that when her they showed her face and just the way that she was looking, and the fact that she was a child, and and we the whole time it sort of makes you feel like she's in the right, and then you realize she's not. Yeah, it's just it's so fucking like. And Brian Cox is not we talked about him before, and um, so it really just scared the fuck out of me. That does it hold up today? I don't think it scares me the same way. I think it's a good drama now. I think I get more upset over the horse jumping out of the boat. Than I do anything else now as an adult when I watch it. When I was a kid, I didn't didn't phase me for some reason. And when I say kid, I was 14. So it wasn't like a kid kid. I probably watched Child's Play when I was like five. Yeah. That seems didn't appropriate. Phase me. It's yeah, a doll. Yeah. Kids Everybody play with dolls, thought. it works out. Yeah, it's fine. I had a doll that looked like Chucky too. And I remember my I didn't know that I looked like Chucky until my bitchy ass aunt said, Hey, that looks like Chucky. And then I realized like, Oh my God, he is Chucky he had overalls. He had the same hair. The only difference was he had brown hair, like literally the same doll. And then my mom had to throw him out. And I remember I saw him at like the trash shoot the next day. Nice. <laughs> so sad. So anyways, those are two movies that scared me as a kid, as a, as an adult, one of the movies I want to talk about 
Rosemary's Baby. Ah. It's so terrifying and probably Made by not a pedophile. Ah. Okay. I'm not going to discuss Roman Polanski. I don't know what's going on with that. I want to know what's going on with that. I don't care. I mean, I care, but it's over. I mean, he's gone. It was written by the same guy who wrote Boys from Brazil, which is the worst film adaptation I think I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. You were saying that. Uh-huh. I know. So I just have to yeah. make sure that I put that on another episode because I'm still that upset about it. Gregory Peck and Lawrence Olivia. How could it be bad? And it was. Very. Rosemary, maybe the movie is good. No, the movie is great. I really do. I, I think. I think the. I watched it when I was young, and I didn't really think too much about it. But as you get older, especially as a woman, you're watching it, and you're like, "Oh my fucking god!" Mm-hmm. Like, I just everything that she's going through, just how horrifying, and she's alone. She's nobody on her side, not even her husband, whom she married, who she's supposed to be able to trust. He's the one who fucking sold her to the goddamn devil, and he's over here like. Like fucking chastising her and gaslighting her, making her feel like she's like this, you know. He's a caca man. As the movie goes on, it just gets worse, right? Okay, so we have Paranormal Activity, which is another one. I wanted to talk about Martyrs, but I sort of touched on it before. Martyrs really upsets me. And I don't know if it scares me, it just upsets me. So I don't know if it's in the same. I know a lot of people poo poo on that movie. <laughs> but okay, Curious. so the whole. The whole series is is a bit much, and I, I realize that. But the very first one was brand new. And I remember at the time, we had bootlegged it as in college. So, like, we didn't even pay for it. I don't even know how the hell we downloaded it. I don't know how we got a hold of it. What? So, it wasn't even the best You know what's quality. great? We're so old that the statute of limitations has passed. But, yeah, I'm not worried about it. That's why I'm telling you this. We're old. This, has been, this, this is 2007. We're in 20... How... Like so long. Oh my god. And I was a I was an adult. I was a drinking adult at that no, I wasn't. Two thousand seven? No. I was like eighteen, nineteen, whatever. Anyway. That can't be right, but it doesn't matter. So I went ahead and um we watched it and I remember thinking, okay, the girl kind of reminds me, she had the same haircut as me, same build as me. Same like like this look she'd give her boyfriend. Same look that I still I still give now, right? Gee. And my cousins even mentioned later on I was watching with them. They're like, she looks like you. I'm like, yeah. And she's like an English major in college. Like she's basically me, and she's living in this house with her boyfriend. And all this stuff starts happening to her, and she's awful, right? She's being dragged out of the bed. She's being this. She's being that. And I think that the pacing and just the tone of the movie and the way the silence is, like you're just sort of like just watching, waiting, like mm-hmm. you're watching a thing, and then something would happen, right? And I think that's what scared me the most because I don't necessarily think that ghosts aren't real. I don't think spirits aren't real. I think that there's entities or maybe energy or something that manifests itself like this energy manifests itself into something that can hurt you or harm you or just like be in your presence. I don't know if that's that makes any sense to anybody, but that's, you know, I think that those things can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen Hawking, their energy never goes away. It just changes form. So it's a ghost. It, I remember it scaring me so much because it literally took over her whole life. And it was sort of a metaphor, too, is how, uh, especially back then, in the in those years, especially those years when I was growing up, like, my whole thought process was, yeah, I have to get a college education, but I need to make sure I get married and have kids before I'm 30. Like, that's how mm-hmm. we're all taught, or at least women were taught. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, there was all this pressure. So I was dating a guy at the time that I didn't necessarily, I mean, he was nice and everything, but he wasn't somebody I was, was He didn't have the cheekbones and hips of Dan. 
No. I... Did he let you put makeup on him? No. Oh my god. Did he but text he you about like... pooping? No, he didn't. But, okay, he's the one that got uh, away. It sounds. But, like. but this was, you know, this is pre, like, you know, you're on your phone every second, right? So this is before. Oh, this where this things. where text costs ten cents each, right? And he's like, mm, <laughs> exactly. Do I need to text her about this poop? Yeah, but I mean, I I just thought of the movie as like sort of a metaphor, like she's just stuck, right? She's stuck, and now this like thing is dragging her to her destiny, and then she's in order for her to get out, she like fucking murders him in the end, right? And yeah. then she like comes up to the thing and she smiles, and I'm like, oh my god! And I remember just like thinking at the time, like, oh my god! I, like I couldn't even go home the next day. I went to I went to work. I worked at a tanning salon. I went to class, and then I was too afraid to go back to the apartment to be by myself. So I went to my friend's house and I hung out with her until I knew somebody got home, and then I went home. Like that's how much it scared me. Aww. And it's I know it was so sad, right? Like you know whatever. I was twenty. Who knows? But at this, you know, I think that it. It, for the time, it worked. Like, it's kind of shitty that... Ooh, it was kind of what? It was kind of Was crappy. there a peanut in this shitty? Crappy is still fecal, you dork. I know. It was kind of bad that... Um, it's kind of sad that, you know, I we have to look at the first one and just sort of judge it for the rest of them. Because the rest of them were all shit, right? It was bad. It was the rest sad. Of them were bad. It made you the rest mad. Of them were sad. The rest and not of them glad. Bad. <laughs> no. The time you had. Okay, but the first one is scary, and I will stand by that. (laughs) All right, and with that, I think we're done. You were not red? (laughs) Uh, No, I'm very mad right now, actually. (laughs) When you designed your house, did you use CAD, little lad? Josh Gad. Quad. <laughs> yeah, so this has been a fun episode. I don't know that it's going to be a new format of the show forever, but I really enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it, too. Well, I would have been fine had I not had all of these interruptions. That's the best part, though. I just I, This needs to be a more visual show because watching the vein in your forehead get like <laughs> thicker. Like you're, You want to know what Super Saiyan is. You're about to turn into it. Anyway, so I also put her boobs in the background because that's how I looked in in college. Yep, this was Adrian. She was the B cup. Oh my god. Okay, but no, this was fun. I think I I really like the idea of topics because I think we had a lot of fun when we used to do topics. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, well, multiple, so it's various. So just you know, tune in. You'll find a potpourri of shit. And also, you know, just stick with us. We'll keep doing it. We're going to keep exploring new things and having more fun. And I think it also gives us an opportunity to kind of, you know, express our personalities and stuff. And like Coker's really hit it. I love all of Coker's episodes. And for a guy who's as green in podcasting as he is, like he's just very encyclopedic, but also he he doesn't get like long in the tooth. That's one thing you always yeah. have to worry about with people who are like prissy know-it-alls like I can be sometimes where it's like, OK, you've been talking for 45 minutes and haven't taken a breath. So I think that the exchange will be more rapid fire. We'll enjoy it. And if you don't like it, let us know. Slashespot at gmail.com. If you do like it, let us know. Slashespot at gmail.com. Also, you could rate, review, subscribe, do all that bullshit. I talked to a marketing mogul. The best thing you can do for us is rating because it helps with the algorithm. And then if you want to like super help, you can either do one of two things. You can create fake emails and leave more reviews, or you can give us real money on Patreon or Redbubble. Am I missing anything? No, yeah, you know, redbubble.com. Uh-huh. Does it also work redbubble.com slash slashes pod? I think it does it that way too, right? I don't know. I've never tried it that way, but you can. See where the wind takes you, people. I just know that when I put that in, it I was very straight wrong. To, the, to the shop. 
Okay, yeah. See, that's why I say it because I'm right. But we have so many fun designs on there. And you guys should just get a shirt just for the, you know, just for the fun of it. Like there's all these different little designs. Like I, I, even the little, the slasher squad shirt is like so cute. Like, come on guys, you know, you want it. So you can get it on stickers, mugs, whatever. And then um, obviously patreon.com slash slasher squad tears from $1, $10. Please go ahead and join us if you want to be part of that. And you can join our fun discord where we just talk shit all day. Shit again. Wow. No, I, one thing I'd like to say is of, of all of the new designs, we had the silence of the lamps with Jeannie. Um, <laughs> we had the Goonie, the handsome Squidward, Pez Cemetery. We had a Dragon Ball Z one. The two that were my favorites were the Slashers podcast rules, which took me a minute. And you laugh because I'm different. I laugh because I listen to Slashers podcast, uh, which also took me a minute. And those are my two favorite designs versus all of these stupid little artistic endeavors I've pursued. Well, I think they're all wonderful, Jake, and I don't think you should, you know, like put the poo-poo on it. I think you should just be like, hey, these are my designs and they're great and they're awesome and you're the only one who does them because I have no artistic ability, nor do I have any creativity and my little pinky finger based on you. So I think this is great. I think that everyone should have a t-shirt or at least a sticker, at the very least a sticker would be fun. So Yes. So stickerize yourself. Stay tuned for more. For Jake and Adrian, goodbye and good day.